Hi, Dave Cole, CEO, EMX Royalty Corporation. Happy to be here today with the Crux Investor. Good to see you too. It's been a while. It has been. Have you been in hiding, waiting for good news? That's right. Exactly. Paid <laughs> off. That's right. Paid off. So well done. Congratulations. Thank That's you so really much. Better explain to people what happens. Wow. I bought a royalty for $200,000 and it was not the best written royalty in the world. I did not write it. I bought it and it had the right to be diluted. Um, and one interpretation is that it was diluted. One interpretation is that it wasn't. We met halfway in between and gotten all the money. So we're delighted. Uh, and I will say that Zinjing was honorable to work with. Slow. It took a long time. Um, but we wrote an excellent agreement that documents clearly the royalty will not be um, uh, disputed again. I'm confident right. of that. Uh, the deductions for the smelter are clearly defined, uh, and they've built a huge mine. It's a generational asset. Right. Okay. And I noticed you'd, you've already received a payment. Yes. Backdated as Backdated. well. You've got, we got all our back royalties. Very honorable. That is good news. Give, give us the numbers. $6.68 million USD right. in the bank. In the bank. That's the best place. <laughs> um, okay. And uh, obviously, what is that? Can we, can, we, can, can we infer from the first half of 2023 number? what it might be on an annualized basis moving Yeah, forward. that works out to 3.8 million USD. Right. It has been increasing, as you would right. expect, they'd increase yeah. production. Um, but it, they, they have told us that they expect to mine the upper zone because they're just mining in the small upper high-grade zone at the right. moment, uh, whilst they're developing the underground infrastructure to get into the bigger lower zone. So whilst they're mining in the upper zone, yeah. we're expecting the, the royalty to remain approximately the same. Uh, and uh, that should last another 10 years. And then they have told the market that they expect the lower zone to be in production in five to seven years. Okay. Okay. And those things could happen concurrently. They will happen. They are happening concurrently. So again, um, is there any sense, can, where do we look for numbers to get a sense of what a royalty or whatever it is, 3.3625% is going to be uh, worth for you? Have you got an idea from the number I yourself? Do. I do. Uh, probably the easiest way to calculate that would be to look at the last 43101 compliant resource, which is put out by Nevsun. I'm distinctly of the opinion that that Zhenjiang, who have had between a half dozen and a dozen drill rigs turning around the clock for years now, have expanded that resource. But we do not know that definitively. But the last 43101 compliant resource that was published, and I will get all of that data, by the okay. way, but I haven't gotten it yet. Um, but the last compliant resource was roughly, to round the numbers off, uh, so we can do the math easily, 2 billion tons at 1% copper equivalent. So you do the math of what a royalty um, of 0.3625 is worth on that endowment, and it's hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. Okay. How does that get worked? In terms of, it's not on recoverable. It's on. That's on what? payable from the smelter. Right. So that's okay. net right. to return, so, which is gross revenue to the mining company. Okay. So we have a little, little further maths to do there, but we'll work out enough. We'll do a number for you folks, and well, I'm sure you will too. So shortly. let's say that you looked at the total endowment, and let's say that 90% of that gets produced. And yeah. Let's say that they metallurgically recover. 92% of that, and let's say that the smelter pays 87% of that number. Mm -hmm. that, that, Roughly, yeah. Yeah, that, that would get you close. Okay, Fred, we'll do that. We'll do it. Thank you. Um, so, and, and so, I just want to be clear about exactly what the royalties on. So, it's, you just talk about so those, those, those two components, that's what it's on. It doesn't cover anything else which they've not yet started tackling. There's can no I, further upside. Can I clarify that? Yeah. Yeah. So, we have royalties on three licenses within the district. The royalties have nothing to do with the zones. Those are, okay. So the royalties cover the entire license, theoretically, to the center of the earth. Okay. Right. So it's on the whole license. All mineral production from each license would be affected by the royalty that we have on that license. 
right. two of the licenses, we have a 0.3625% royalty, okay. including most importantly, the one where the Timok mine is being developed. So, um, and that is the 0.3625. The lower zone there actually plunges to the west. And we have a another royalty that is contiguous with the 0.3625 that is on the Brestovach East license. Right. On the Brestovach West license, we have a 2% royalty on right. gold and silver and 1% on all other that. Nothing contentious nope, in nope, that. Never has been, and I wrote that royalty. Right, and, that, and that's not part of the recent negotiations either. It didn't nope, have to be. That, didn't, okay. that was not part that's of the renegotiation, right. right? And that dates back to when EMX did generative work in the district. Gotcha, okay. which is Which is how we ended up there in the first yeah. place. That was a catalyst for us to be there. And... As luck would have it, the big discovery was literally only a couple hundred meters away from the original royalty. And then I went out and bought the royalty that did cover the discovery before it was fully recognized that it was a world-class asset. But that lower zone, it has been tilted geologically. Uh -huh. and, and, and so it's up to the east or down to the west. And it's plunging towards our 2% royalty, our 1-2 royalty. If that comes over the line, it, it, it could be an absolute game changer for the company. It's already a company-making asset. Mm. And let me let me point out that Xinjiang just announced, and it came out in our last press release, that they expect to invest a further, not a total, but further three point five to three point eight billion dollars. And they said that they expect to drill the lower zone to two kilometers of depth. Right. The the, the, the current lower, lower zone. What about the plunging kind of? Yeah, that's the that lower much? zone. You're talking about these. Yeah, so they'll the lower they'll, zone. Gotcha, they'll okay. drill that out to two kilometers of depth. Okay. I I, I believe that. Um, there's a reasonable probability that that the zone will come over onto the onto our larger royalty ground. Okay, so right, I, I don't want to don't want to make this entirely about Timok. Well, although as great a news as it is, I think is there great. are other things that are happening. But, sure, there are. But um, the so we, we can we can sort of see the three point eight over the next ten years. We can see we'll work at the number of a bigger number in terms of revenues for you um, as as well, and whatever happens on the lower zone in some distant future calculation. Okay, so that is good enough. You could s stop. You stand still now. You don't have to do too much else. That's, that's, oh, that's chuck a change. Do. I know it's not what you do. <laughs> and I want to get on to things. So well, wait, some of the right. things that you've been talking about, I mean, Casarone's, again, um, picking up a little a little more, more to that. I mean, yeah, so we're top-lining about 10 a year from that, yeah. pre-tax, and Lundin Mining Corporation is really excited about what they have there. We, we continue to hear good feedback from the folks at Lundin, what they're telling the market. Um, uh, there's some production upside, I believe, there, yeah. and certainly exploration upside. And this is what's great about having Lundin on the property. Uh, a royalty is only as good as its counterparty. GX Nippon was a good counterparty. We think Lundin Mining Corporation is a great counterparty. They should be at aggressive at continuing to advance resources on that asset mm -hmm. and increasing production. We're really excited. Yeah, yeah, and nice. And then, and, and I guess it's been sort of housekeeping for now. In, in a market like this, um, not a lot of business happening. Well, desperate business, yes, but not a lot of good business happening out there. What about you guys? What have you been? You know, we sold a project today. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, tell us about sold, that. Yeah, we sold a project today. Uh, Copper Hole Creek, I believe it was called in Australia. Right. And that's just part of our organic business. Project we, gener we, project we, generation. we generate projects right. and sell them on uh, average 20 a year. Right. And that part of our business works like a Swiss watch yep. uh, and continues to have great deal flow. We love right. that business for multiple reasons. One, we generate royalties inexpensively. Yeah. Two, it puts smart people in the mineral belts around the world that are identifying other opportunities to be able to buy royalties such as Timor. Yeah. But, but it's, it's, 
It's a numbers game, that one, right? Because not everything kind of pans out and oh, absolutely works out, right? Yeah. So you're doing 20, 20 a year and you've been doing it a, lot, a long time. So um, what are the kind of best examples of, I'm pretending it would be one, but what are the best examples of, of those in the portfolio which are now paying? Balia is a great one. Yeah. Balia is now paying a little over a million a year, about 100 grand a month. And that's a lead zinc silver royalty, 4%. Mm. It's been slow to develop. I've always thought that Balia would have developed faster than it has. Um, so the market may be a little bit uh, disenamored with the fact that I said it was going to cash flow more sooner. It hasn't. Yeah. But the, all the metals in the ground, they are producing metal there now. They've gotten past some metallurgical issues that they had at the mine site. Yeah. And it'll be a long-term large pair. Uh, and the production will continue to increase. Right. And course, despite zinc being, and being a bad year for zinc, you... You know, they have a good silver credit. They have a yeah. good lead credit. Uh, they're, they're doing fine. And, and costs in Turkey are low. Uh, the Turkish miners are doing fine because they're paying for many of their expenses in Turkish. Were they near the, anywhere near the Aztec issues? If, uh, uh, no, the, thankfully not. Uh, okay. They're in Western Turkey. Okay. 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 So, okay. Um, okay. So, look, the, the, the portfolio is fine, but like I said, it's quite market out there. And even I think for the folks in the, in the, in the conference here, where, where we are speaking of them today in Beaver Creek, they say, I think there's a lot of people listening, watching, talking, but not a lot of them doing. For you guys, given you've got a longer-term horizon in terms of the, the business model, um, the planning that goes in now, when does it kind of convert into action? You, you're selling, I get the selling stuff on the, gen, on the genera, generative side, but people have got to raise capital to be able to do something with us. So that kind of must be slowing things out somewhat for you. Yeah, but it's not affecting the bottom line. Everyone likes to complain about how bad the market is. And I mm. don't disagree, but I'll say that you know, we're seasoned veterans in the mining business. We know that it's usually a bad market. <laughs> and and I think that, you know, good good projects are getting funded. Right. Um, I know that and that doesn't mean all projects are being funded. That doesn't not. mean all good projects are being funded either. But, you know, there are folks that are able to raise money. There are projects that are being advanced. It's hard not to be bullish metal prices long term. We know that the compounded annual growth rate for copper demand is, is outstanding. Yeah. No, okay. So, so metal super cycles and, uh, and so forth. It's, it's a great thematic. It's a great... It's a thing, it's a topic to talk about. We we write about it regularly, but I, I'm not seeing big deals. Maybe maybe you were also slightly, maybe because the slightly more, and it's okay to raise smaller amounts of money and get things going with, with the, pro, the projects that you've generated. And, and yeah. um, I think regular deals are a little bit harder to come by. So it just it is affecting sentiment. Kill with Mr. Powell and his interest rates. So uh, as a seasoned guy who's been through a few cycles, this one surely does feel a little bit longer, deeper, stronger, and quite frankly, a little bit intense, too intense for some people. I remember December of 15, uh, we were even more depressed. And I'll say this, at EMX, we like to allocate capital when other people aren't. Right. And that's a good way to be yeah, interested. That's where I'm getting to. Yes. And so, and so I could tell you what, you know, this is one of the reasons why we have the joint venture with Franco Nevada. And that joint venture is to take advantage of the fact that there is prospective mineral rights out there that are held by people that don't have any money and they're willing to do royalty financings, early stage, what we're calling uh, royalty microfinancings. So funding people to do exploration work in exchange for a royalty. And Franco thinks that's a great idea. We're doing that in conjunction with them. There's a lot of synergies there with respect to being able to do due, due diligence and identify opportunities. Uh, and so that's one way that we're taking advantage of the current market. Good. It's kind of where I wanted to get to because yeah. it, 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 guys like you, in my cases like this, should deem better because people are cash strapped, cash constrained, a lot of pressure, a lot of alternative financing conversations going on out there, lots of business models changing as a result. So hey, has, it, has it been a kind of fruitful period for you in, in the sense of 
we can do business where others can't. We're trying. Right. Yeah. We haven't seen substantial deal flow in that arena yet, but we do want to take advantage of it. And we're certainly trying. And I, I think we'll at least get a couple deals across the line. Right. Okay. And what's your view of the cash that you generate? What do you do with it? That you, you know, you sat on a lot of cash for a long time. <laughs> you plowed it back in the ground, right? Yep. Plowed it back in the ground. So use a mining term um, as well. So you're not necessarily in terms of your balance sheet. Your balance sheet is more about investing and not looking like we. Oh, look at us! We're holding up a lot of cash. Cash in the bank doesn't do much for you, does it? We believe in assets. Yeah. We believe in growth of the assets. And we like to contribute to the base of our pyramid through the royalty generation work and populate further up the pyramid with acquisition. Right, right now, I've got some debt I need to work on. So I'm going to pay that debt down before it cycles up to a higher interest rate. It is at a fixed interest rate, thank goodness. It's at a fixed interest rate at 7% till December of 2024. Ooh. But um, I would like to pay that down before we refinance that because it's likely to go up unless the bond market has a big move between now and then. Cool. So that's one thing that we can do. Um, and then look for special opportunities. Uh, you know, we have a lot of smart people in the world to, uh, knocking on doors and turning over rocks. Right. Okay. And, and uh, which, is, which is good. It all makes sense, right? We're here to invest and build future value. And that's great. And, and dividends and all sorts of conversations, I'm sure, are, are you know, big and high in your thoughts. When I look at your Q2 numbers and it shows revenue down compared to year over year, is that right? Well, that was because of, uh, of non-recurring. Re recurring revenue was up. Recurring revenue was up. But you know, last year there was the big payment from Barrick, et cetera. Right, so okay. I okay. settled the Barrick lawsuit. Right. Brought in $18 million. It's trying to work out how you can balance, balance those flows. Because to yeah, the there's a lot of one offs I... that happen inside of UMX. Right. Okay. Stage gate payments, when we settled the Barrick lawsuit, uh, delighted mm. to have that behind us. Yeah. Um, delighted to have the money in the bank. We we utilize those monies to buy additional royalties at Casarones. Uh, what, what people need to do is they need to filter through the one offs and see their recurring revenue grow. Okay. Is that in your PowerPoint? It Can better be. That? Why don't I put it in there? Why not, right? Make it easy for me. I'm not surprised. I need all the help I can get. Uh, that's a fair criticism. Right, okay. Um, so the, it, the, you're here at the conference. I know you've got a dash. Actually, you live here. There's no dashing for you. You know the shortcuts, don't you? I suppose to. you think I would. Um, although uh, although we, we did manage to lose you all the way here, so apologies for that uh, on camera. Um, you're going to get back over there. I mean, love to hear from you again in terms of, you know, perhaps what some of the takeaways um, from the show, because obviously you're looking at it from slightly different eyes compared to some of the companies there. So, uh, can I cover that? Matt, so, uh, always a pleasure. Okay. I, I appreciate your questions. Thank you.